This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute. And available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. Now, back to your tech report. Welcome back to your tech report. Normally with Mitchell Whitfield, I am Marco Flalo, but it's okay. We have a suitable replacement for Mitchell in the form of our next guest. Matt Kiesler is a senior product manager over at Linksys. Matt, welcome to your tech report. It's been so long since I've had someone from Linksys on, but... I welcome you back with open arms. Thank you, Mark. It's a pleasure to meet you and heard a lot of great things. I've been an avid fan of yours for quite some time and well, thank you. looking forward to finally being able to chat. Well, we're a big fan of everything that uh, obviously your brand and all these all the other sister brands and brother brands are uh, bring to our lives. And, uh, you know, I wanted to flash back to CES. Um, I wasn't physically there. Mitchell wasn't physically there because we both fell sick, probably with COVID looking back at things. Um, We both fell sick and weren't there, but there were a lot of products and a lot of things announced this year that we now have the opportunity to have in our hands. I wanted to kind of recap where we were at that point in terms of announcing things to where we are today. Mm -hmm. So we've definitely covered a lot of ground in what now? Wow. Seven months since uh, CES. And it's going to be an interesting 2021 as well with CES and some of the updates, but um, just kind of recapping some of the big things that have happened. And as part of that announcement, well, pardon me, I'm going to close my window. We had a, uh, a fair amount of routers announced in particular, um, some of the products that we'll be talking about today, um, some new Wi-Fi six routers, and then some new updates on the software side, in particular around new parental controls and security features, things like Linksys aware. So Wi-Fi motion sensing. And then we'd also hinted at some high level, 5G technology standpoint that was on the show floor at CES for us. So let's dive into like let's 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 talk about um, let's talk about the design for a second here because mm-hmm. um, I wasn't sure what I was expecting and having not been at CES I didn't see the physical form factor of some of these these new Wi-Fi six routers and when I got the box I'm like okay this is finally this is actually a design departure although very familiar from mm-hmm. some of those kind of WRT models that we've had in our past. Uh, so I'm curious what led to the design other than obviously time. Um, but, you know, the design is very interesting because it's completely vented on the top, you know, so there it allows for a lot of airflow. And I can tell that's obviously intentional. But overall, yes, the aesthetic is is much sleeker. Yeah. And I mean, we, we don't want to forget the and the homage of where Linksys has come from and then the transition of your your standard router design, I guess you could say. But a lot of that comes down to heating and ventilation, to your point. Um, we don't want an incredibly loud router with fans and becomes a rather annoying element within your home, especially considering that these products are mesh Wi-Fi products, so they can be placed throughout the home. So we not only want to give you that option to make sure the product could run effectively, but also give you that kind of mean, nice, powerful design based off of the perspective and performance that you're going to be getting with these products. Now, does Wi-Fi 6 kind of just at its core, does it run hotter than previous technologies? Um, if you look at our uh, our first Wi-Fi 6 product, the MX5 or MX5300 that we launched in back in October, it is a little bit of a larger VELOP standard yeah. uh, VELOP size. And a lot of that's based off the fact of some additional um, heat cores to be able to manage that, that additional heat uh, exertion. And you'll see something similar with uh, MR9600 um, as part of that product. But a lot of that's going to come down to the performance and uh, some of the elements within, within that hardware. 
Now, how important, obviously, it's a natural progression to go to Wi-Fi 6 because the, the world is going that way. But, you know, do you find that the world is actually even... I know it's kind of a you know two part question here because I know in Canada gigabit speeds are are, are all over the place. I know in the U.S. Mm-hmm. there are pockets where gigabits plentiful available, but there are a lot of places mm-hmm. that it isn't. So are we still a little bit ahead of the game when it comes to Wi-Fi six in terms of maximizing the benefits of it? I don't necessarily think so. A lot of the elements you're going to get with Wi-Fi six not only is that that speed performance, but managing the devices within your home. And we're going to see a significantly faster adoption curve with Wi-Fi 6 versus Wi-Fi 5 because that's being driven by the mobile device connectivity platform. So mobile phones are some of the first things to actually take on that Wi-Fi 6 connectivity. And individuals, myself included, are more inclined to make that upgrade well before we upgrade a computer. And as a result of that, I'm going to be more driven to try to take advantage of those additional speeds and make sure that my, my product gets the highest performance capable and also give you that additional range and uh, power that you'll see with Wi-Fi 6. You know, not not many people really pay attention to, uh, you know, they see the speed benefits of Wi-Fi 6. Yeah. But as you talked about, you know, some of the device management elements of it, that is backwards compatible, though. So even if you have devices that aren't necessarily Wi-Fi 6, correct me if I'm wrong, but because, you know, those new features exist, those still work with older devices, do they not? The Wi-Fi 6 router will still work with older devices. Some of the battery and power saving elements will be exclusive to Wi-Fi 6 but you will still see a speed benefit on your non-Wi-Fi 6 clients as well. Um, with my device here in the home, I've seen a nice bump with some of oh, my yeah, streaming elements as well, right? <laughs> yeah, no, no, I've seen it. Listen, I've seen it across the board, and I've been playing with you know different different products from different companies. Mm-hmm. But definitely, the I have the I have the uh, the, the uh, 9600 sitting right here to the left of me. Gonna ask you about um, that, yeah? Yeah, no, it's sitting right there. Um, I actually got that one out of the box before I got the the baby the baby brother out of the box. So mm-hmm. I'm going to have that set up. But what's interesting about that is that um, because these both have the mesh capabilities in it adding them to an existing network is actually very easy and you guys have really made that easy in terms of the app. I mean setting this up I you know as as a tech head I would have normally you know opened my browser gone 192.168.1.1 mm-hmm. but with the app it really has come such a long way in terms of the whole setup process and managing your network and I know that a lot of work has gone into that and I think that's very very obvious. Thank you. Yeah, it's definitely a big standpoint of technology in the Wi-Fi space. If you like to admit it or not, a lot of individuals are terrified of their router. They're afraid to take it offline. Their kids are going to get mad at them or whatever it may be. And to be able to integrate something new has always been very daunting. And that was part of that process of our intelligent mesh is to make sure that setup process is easy, intuitive, be able to get you online as fast as possible. And then to your point of being able to add these products as a child or a parent within your environment, we recognize that not everyone's network is static anymore. A handful of years ago, you may have five devices in the beginning of the year. At the end, it may be six. Now it's changing day by day, especially with individuals working from home. And rather than having to throw out that old router, you just finally made the step in the Wi-Fi 6, and now I've reached the capacity of that router. With our environment, you can dynamically adjust and make sure that you can continue to expand that network coverage and performance. Now, um, you know, how easy is it to, if someone who has an existing VELOP network, for example, not Wi-Fi 6, to add this to the mix and will it affect their performance in any negative way or is it only a positive benefit down the road? Um, to add it is incredibly easy. Same process as you would see with VELOP, MR8300, the, the router I know you, you've uh, worked with a fair amount and it's going to be that same exact process of being able to add it as a child node. 
um, your performance is going to be heavily based off of what's really controlling all that information in. So we highly recommend that if you have a Wi-Fi 6 router, that's the one connected to your modem. That's the one controlling everything. Then everything expands from there. Because to your point, the, the baby one, the MR7350, that is that router for the first-time Wi-Fi 6 users. They just want to get in the market. I just yeah. got my first Wi-Fi 6 device. But if I do expand and my needs change, that one should become the child. That one should expand and cre um, create that additional network coverage. No, definitely. So, so let's dive into software for a second here, because Linksys Shield is one of these tools that I think, um, until it was introduced, in order to get the parental controls and the and the access to be able to really monitor what's going on on your network and what people are using. It wasn't necessarily the cleanest interface. There wasn't always, you know, sometimes you have to go to higher end routers to get those features. But now it's available on a much easier level to manage and easier level to control, whether it's your kids in your home or even guests in your house. And obviously, I'm, I'm guessing that was intentional, right? Oh, yeah, no doubt. And the Internet is a very large place and it's hard to know every website you want to protect your child from and we recognize that not every parent raises their child the same and not every child uses their device the same so why create an environment that's standardized so that's what Linksys Shield is heavily built on is creating a dynamic solution that'll adjust based off those parents needs to be able to block large range of websites or be able to adjust based off that child's age because children are using devices at a far earlier age than ever before yeah. and we recommend getting them within parental controls from the moment they get their hands on the device, not because they're going to go somewhere they shouldn't be, but being able to help educate them and manage their experience accordingly. And that's why we're continuing to expand this feature set to also add cyber threat protection. So now protecting you from malware and phishing scams, because I, I can't stop you from making the state mistake of clicking <laughs> that link on yeah. that really good, well thought out phishing email. So let's keep that from actually affecting you. So that'll be an additional element that's being added to links to shield this year. Now, how, how future-proof is the hardware side of things? So if you look at like the MR9600, you're going to invest, you know, a good chunk of money into that router mm -hmm. and it's going to power your home for the next probably two to three, you know, even four years, depending on, yeah. you know, if you're not me. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so how future-proof is it in terms of the software development for it? Like, are we, are we going to see this thing updated over the next four or five years? No question. Uh, we'll continue to expand features into this product like Links to Shield, Links to Aware, HomeKit-enabled routers will continue to expand accordingly. Um, additionally, that's a big reason why we were one of the first companies to offer automatic firmware updates is make sure that all your products across the map are staying up to date on current security standards. And as the technology evolves, as new features become available, we'll expand to our router portfolio. Now, you mentioned HomeKit there, and it's, um, it's my personal um, smart home, uh, I guess, my, my choice, mostly because we're using iOS devices in our home. So I've done the intentional move of, of going HomeKit across the board. Um, what are the benefits of having HomeKit compatibility on board these devices? Does it actually help protect those smart devices that are on my network? It's going to help protect all your HomeKit-enabled devices. And what we're really focusing on with this, with this solution with Apple is adding that additional level of protection to all these, these devices and making sure that they only communicate with the servers or locations they should be. And this feature will give you a large range of allowing things to remain status quo as they are today, locking everything down to only communicate locally in the network, or allowing devices to only communicate with a specific list, which is uh, determined by Apple and that manufacturer. So it's really helping to make sure that these points are secure that tends to be the main entry point now for home intrusion on your network. 
is through those IoT devices because these routers are becoming far more secure using features like WPA3 and yeah. automatic firmware updates. So uh, unfortunately, these individuals are trying to find other ways into your network. So uh, let's continue down the software line for a second because mm-hmm. Linksys Aware is another one of those you know services or the products that are available on, on the software side of things. I look at the website, you know, Linksys Aware, use Wi-Fi to sense motion in your home. How mm-hmm. on earth? It's pretty cool, right? Um, <laughs> it, it, this is one that's been really close to my heart. Um, I'm working very closely with, and um, a lot of people don't realize that your Wi-Fi is waves going throughout your home. And what we're seeing is that disruption of that wave, regardless of us not being able to see it, when you use mesh routers, they communicate back and forth. And as you walk in between that, that signal is delayed just by microscopic elements, but we can see that and correlate that to motion. So with our launch of Linksys Aware, we're actually able to provide you whole home motion sensor um, solutions. So being able to let you know that someone has arrived at your property, we've seen options with rental homes where you wanna know when a, a tenant has arrived without having to put cameras in there and creating privacy issues. These are great options to be able to do that. And then we'll be expanding this to actually start being able to allow you know that motions occurring upstairs or downstairs. And all of this is being going to be leveraging your other Wi-Fi connected devices to the network. So it'll expand beyond just Bellup and your um, routers without having to install any additional software or from, firmware to these other devices. So really powerful, all purely leveraging Wi-Fi connection. Now, if I don't have other Wi-Fi devices in the home, like we leave the home, it can mm-hmm. still work just based on the actual the waves? Yes, still works off your routers. And what's, what's really mind-blowing is when your signal hits your wall, so I obviously have a background, but when your signal hits the wall and that signal leaves your building, the attenuation of that wave decreases so much that by the time it gets back, we wipe that out of our signal so that we don't see motion outside of your home. So it allows us to really lock in motion in a specific location. That's that's amazing. And the reason I ask that, because when you look at the, the Linksys website, it talks about motion sensitivity sensitivity levels, and mm-hmm. you see like a picture of a dog and a cat, and you're like, oh, "Wait a second, my dog does not have a smartphone." You know, yeah. I mean, some <laughs> some dogs have tracking devices and stuff like that, which do connect to Wi-Fi. So it, it does, you know, beg the question, uh, Matt. You know, what are some of the innovations that we you know might see down the road, or things that we might see software wise be updated over the coming months? I know that uh, one thing I wanted to kind of give you guys kudos on was. Um, using my my brand new Wi-Fi six router, especially on the gaming side of things, noticeable difference. You know, yes. noticeable difference across the board. And it's not something I was looking for. It was just something I realized that happened as a result. And my Xbox doesn't use Wi-Fi six, so yep. it's just using the five gigahertz network, and it's not even wired. It is wireless. So definitely, you can see improvements there. For for those of you who think, oh, I don't need this, you, you do. You do, especially if you've got a lot of people in the house, and a lot of people are you know sharing devices. Like behind me, my kids are on their iPad pads and <laughs> and you know who knows what else is going to go on there but what can we expect down the road for routers well and to your point on the, the wi-fi performance the ping rate on these devices is incredibly low and the, the need for a very focused router may be not a requirement moving forward and your your wi-fi 6 router like mr9600 is going to be able to uh, um, address a lot of the challenges in the past and, and looking into the future um, we're going to going to continue focusing on new security elements like bringing WPA3 to more of our routers, so making sure our products are continuing to be secure, um, bringing additional authentication options into our products as well. 
And then finally, um, some exciting things on, on the software side around Linksys Aware, for example. So we've talked about being able to identify motion throughout the home and in the rooms. Uh, we're actually going to be able to take this technology as well into 2021 and start addressing things like fall detection. So, oh, cool. um, like for example, I have an elderly family that's I haven't been able to visit as much throughout yeah. this COVID period, and being able to know that they're doing okay and getting up and moving around while also addressing things like a fall and being able to react all through just the body movement of affecting that Wi-Fi signal. That's brilliant. Uh, Matt, thank you so much for taking the time to join us. Uh, you know, I'd love to have you on in a couple of months, talk about some of the new innovations that are coming out, but you know, never enough time when it comes to these interviews, yes. but I do appreciate your time and, and I thank you for joining us. All right. Thank you very much. Congratulations on your uh, 20,000 uh, subscribers on YouTube and excited to see you guys continue to grow. We're still to come. Got a Huawei P40, but looking for those apps? We've got your solutions with Paul Daco from Huawei. Your tech report will be right back. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network. What happens when we play outside? We become healthier, both mentally and physically. We become more creative and more focused. We connect with nature, each other, and ourselves. Let's take this outside. A new podcast hosted by me, Marianne Iveson, an aspiring outdoor athlete and nature lover. I speak to athletes, outdoor professionals, and scientists about their connection to nature, how it affects their performance and everyday life. Let's take this outside. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and at letstakethisoutside.ca.